Next on BYU Sports Nation, with the Warriors' 73-win season, what is the BYU record least likely to be broken? The handsome one. Blaine Fowler joins us in the studio, and we'll talk with Taron Houck. He's handsome, too, about his goal of making it to the NFL. Plus, baseball has a huge game today, and a BYU guard is transferring. Let's do this! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. Yo, what is good? BYU Sports Nation is live, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Thursday, April 14th. I'm Jerem Jordan, alongside batting practice designated hitter, Jason Shepard. When I get the opportunity, I'll launch him into the outfield. Yeah? Yeah. Out, so by outfield, you mean beyond the infield? Beyond the infield. <laughs> <laughs> Not on the, on the... Hey, I've made... In outfield. I have made some pretty good contact during yeah? batting practice. Like improvement? Oh, absolutely. Improve- oh, but- from, from the first time I was asked to do it to the second was time... Was asked? Yeah, they, yeah. Like, Co- like, hey, do you want to... Co- Coach Mike Littlewoodson, yeah. he's like, Jason, you want to take some... Are you on this hat? team or not, you 30-something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, let's just say I made some improvement. That's great. Yeah. That's what we're all looking for in life, is to step into the cage yes. of life and hit it as far as you deep. can, even though it's going to be it's caught in the It's just a outfield. life lesson to take out Ex- of this show today. Exactly. And, and a basketball life ended, if you will, last night with Kobe Bryant. Uh, dead. <laughs> a basketball <laughs> life, like I said. What... What a performance by him. 60 points on 8,000 shots. I mean, 50. Uh, I couldn't stop watching. I thought I was going to watch the Warriors game, set the record with 73 wins. I couldn't stop watching Kobe Bryant. I'm, I'm not a huge Kobe fan, per se. I, I was told this was going to be a Kobe-free zone today. Who's, who said that? Uh, me, just hoping. <laughs> Look, I mean, here's the deal. You know, everybody's talking about it. This is not just uh, something that people in L.A. are talking about or people... You know, here in the state of Utah where we're doing the show because the Jazz played them. This is a oh, national- the Jazz there? I didn't even notice. Yeah, I know. That's the other reason that I don't really want to talk about <laughs> Eliminated from the playoffs. Because the Jazz officially eliminated. But we don't need to get into that. You can't argue with what the guy did. And he had not put a performance like that together in years. Yeah. And so for him to do that on the biggest stage he had left and to come up with that kind of performance with 60 points. And clutch down the stretch. Unbelievable. It was fun. And, it, and it's the end of an era, you know, in, in basketball and... And uh, 20 years later, like to be good at something for 20 years, great, really, is crazy. So congratulations to Kobe Bryant on the career. Uh, the Warriors set the record. We'll, we'll break that down and how that relates to maybe and that's like BYU the, a little bit. That's like the, the, the B headline. Isn't you know that what I mean? weird? Even though it drew a better rating. <laughs> yeah. But 73 wins is like, meh. I think we saw this coming, so it's not like, whoa, what happened? It wasn't a surprise. We've been talking about this for m- most of the season, I think, right? It's fun, though. I'm a huge NBA guy. I love the NBA, and it's just great to have great NBA storylines. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of storylines and headlines, let's get to those for BYU Sports Nation today. The 21st-ranked baseball team. Big series at St. Mary's. The first of three games starts tonight, 6 Eastern, so a little earlier than normal. You can listen right here on BYU Radio. Watch on the W.TV. Also, D1Baseball.com says the Cougars are now a projected two-seed in the NCAA tournament playing in the Lubbock Regional, so they've fallen a bit from that one spot. Kyle Collinsworth will play at the Portsmouth Invitational today. Collinsworth will play for K&D Rounds. That's the name of his team. I don't know what that is. I, yeah, I don't know what it is, uh, but that's his team name. Tip-off will be at 7 Eastern. You can actually check it out on ESPN3. Maybe next year we should sponsor a team that like a BYU player is on or something. BYU Sports Nation. The BYU Sports Nation team playing in Virginia. That would be awesome. Hey, ESPN's Jeff Goodman reports that BYU guard Jake Toulson 
will transfer. Toulson played in 10 games this past season for the Cougars before taking a leave of absence from the team. We have also confirmed that with BYU Basketball. So Jake Toulson opens up a uh, roster spot for the Cougars. More on that in the coming days about how that affects the Cougars. Uh, And best of luck to Jake. I was hoping it'd work out with him at BYU. Unfortunately, it did not. Yeah, congratulations to softball. They get the in-state victory yesterday at home, beating Utah State 4-1. to Standout pitcher McKenna Ball tallied 11 strikeouts in the victory. She Let's just do- continues to roll. She is really good. If you haven't watched her, check her out uh, in the next couple weeks on BYU TV. With that in mind, rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The unobtainable record. Last night, the Golden State Warriors' 73rd win set the NBA regular season record, passing the Chicago Bulls of 95-96. Warriors coach Steve Kerr said the following, I don't think this one will ever be broken. Which brings us to today's Twitter question, Jason. What is the unobtainable BYU sports record? Mm. Any sport, what record in BYU sports is unobtainable? Individual, team, what do you got? I think we're leaning towards, for the most part, we're leaning towards individuals. But it can be anything. Yeah. It can be anything. What are the people saying? So far, this one from uh, Shamo, ML17, says, Lavelle's 257 coaching wins. <laughs> There's a reason they named the stadium after him. <laughs> that will never be broken. That is, that is an unobtainable one, for sure. What is the most unobtainable? Keep using the hashtag BYUSN. How about this one? At CubbyBlue74. Power conference invite. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going jetty face on that one. Unobtainable? for Hey, uh, until now, yes. Hopefully not ever. <laughs> hey, 2017 <laughs> is just around the corner. It's true. <laughs> and so is the countdown to watch. Not yet! Don't do it! Use the hashtag BYUSN. Weigh in. What is the unobtainable BYU sports record? Okay, what is it for you? For me, it's... And I know this may come across as if it's sounding like, well, it's the most recent one, but I really believe it's Kyle Collinsworth's triple-double record. I mean, we're talking about 12 triple-doubles, and, and you've got to put it into perspective. We know that he passed Shaquille O'Neal. The, the guys he passed, Jacked. they played 25 to 30 years ago. I mean, and they had six, by the way. He's doubled it, okay? Which is nuts. The game has changed in a lot of ways, but f- one main reason is I don't know if you're going to have anybody that that's, that's that talented that can do something like that stick around for four years that, that, anymore. That's where I totally agree with you on that. You know, if, ba- back when it was done originally, with Sha- I mean, people were doing that. You were staying in, in school three and four years. That, that's not the norm anymore if you have aspirations of playing at the next level. And so I, I just don't know if Collinsworth's triple-double record will ever be broken. That, that's, that it almost looks insurmountable to me. Yeah, you're right. If you're really good in college basketball, you're not in college basketball. You're in the NBA. You leave after a year or two or three. Rare is the Buddy Heald who stays four years. He didn't develop while he was young. You know what I mean? So junior and senior years for Kyle Collins were 12 triple doubles. That is, that's just crazy. That's just nuts. I, I, I mean, I, I look at the you know some of the detractors. Well, you know, look who he's playing. Okay, well, if that doesn't matter, it, it doesn't matter. And why didn't a dude from Bucknell do it? Exactly. If it were so easy, based off of perceived co- lack of competition, why then it would be UV, done all the time. Why isn't Utah Valley producing a, yes, a exactly. dude triple? Yes, exactly. I think that's the one. Okay, to me, and we thought of. We'll tell you some other ones, but to me, this one, I, I don't think will ever happen. From 1983 to 1985, BYU football won 25 games in a row. 
BYU football will never win 25 games in a row again. That is unbelievable. Nobody does that nowadays. It's crazy. Florida State had a heck of a run recently. But for BYU, with the schedule that they're lining up, with the, with the, it's 30, been 30 years you know, since those, uh, those seasons. 25 games in a row. Steve Young lost his first game his senior year. Won the next 11. BYU won the next 13 in 84. And then they beat Boston College to open in 85. 25 in a row, including a national championship. I don't think a non-Power 5 can even get into the college football playoff, let alone win a national title. Different era. It was unbelievable what BYU did from 83 to 85. One of those guys, the backup quarterback, Blaine Fowler, will join us coming up on the show. I want to know from Blaine, having been in that, what that's like to get on a roll like that. The roll of roles, I mean, man. When, when you're winning that many games in a row, not, not, that, not that, you know, it, it's, it almost gets to the point where it's laughable how many times <laughs> you've been successful in a row. It's, it's, it's fantastic. 25 in a row. 25 wins in a row. That is crazy. Let's talk about some other ideas in here. Ty Detmer's yards and touchdowns. Okay, 15,031 yards. It's like top five NCAA, in NCAA history. 121 touchdowns, too. That's crazy. But if Tanner Mangum is the starter this year and Taysom's used in a backup role or, or situationally, Tanner's got a shot at that. He's got a shot. He'd have to pass for 12, it's like 4,000 junior, senior, sorry, sophomore, junior, senior. There's a shot there, right? Because he started as a freshman. I don't think that one's unobtainable. We joked about this one. And we kind of said it sort of, you know, just in passing, but Jimmerford has popularity. Probably unattainable. <laughs> the only, honestly, who's the only other person that you think, in terms of BYU fans' fandom, could rival Jimmer? If Taysom Hill had a Jimmer esque senior year, this I year, think, and it's, he's the start, it could. It, I th- maybe. I, th- I mean, the, the only other person I think comes close to you could you could even say Ty Detmer's popularity. Yes. But yeah, I mean, for right now, Jimmer Fredette's popularity that may not be eclipsed for. Ever. Forever. You know what I'm saying? Jackson Emery steals record, by the way. He, he has way more than anyone else. What, like, he was in the 200s. I think Kyle Collinsworth was the next closest dude, and Kyle was really good. Jackson Emery steals record. That, that dude is a thief in the best way. He was, he was awesome. Other ones. Ryan Millar of the volleyball team in Kills and Blocks. It's the rally era now. They played at 25 before that, they played to 30. Before that, they played to 15, where you, ha- you could only score when you served. It's a different kind of game. I don't think the kills and blocks will ever be broken because the rules change to the game so much. What about Scott Sterling's uh, digs? Now, now, there's some controversy there that we discussed <laughs> this morning. A libero cannot block the ball. So he, he was lifted into the air. I believe that's an illegal play. Hey, don't, don't you dare ruin this. I believe that Studio C's rendition of Scott Sterling has an illegal play in it. Don't you ruin <laughs> this for me. <laughs> for you. I mean, for everyone. How about Jimmer Fredette's scoring record? I think that this is obtainable. I think a Nick Emery or a TJ Haas could break You're it. You're talking about Tyler Haas? Sorry, Tyler Haas. Well, that, and that's... That's the point because when I, Jimmer I had... I had forgotten <laughs> that it wasn't Jimmer anymore. When Jimmer had the scoring record, you're thinking, this is the most dynamic score we have ever seen. One of the best ever in college basketball. And then within three years, the record was broken. <laughs> his teammate did it. Tyler Hawes eclipsed that record. So his own, his own brother may do it, Nick Emery, as you mentioned. I, I could see it happening. I really could. It's, and it's crazy because that's a ton of points for sure. But maybe one we're overlooking is today's stat of the day. 
It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Shauna Robach scored 94 goals in her BYU career. That's eighth in NCAA history. And then the next closest is 52 in BYU history. 94? Ashley Hatch is amazing. She's not going to get half that. That is crazy. Like BYU, like she she had like ten hat tricks or something crazy. Nine. That one night might not be broken. I know it's women's soccer; it's not going to be as popular. But to me, that sticks out. Ninety four goals is unbelievable. Like it's not your kid on a Saturday that can score six. <laughs> yes, because he's con- a foot taller and fifty pounds heavier it's, than everybody else. Exactly. It's not Greg Oden versus the field. Like, <laughs> where's your birth certificate? Yeah, it's tough. Keep the conversation going on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. What is the unobtainable BYU sports record? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Reed underscore Crosby. Ty Demmer's 15,031 career passing yards will never be broken at BYU. I think there's a shot. I, look, I, if you had to say, will it be broken? I mean, probably not. But there, a guy like Tanner Mangum if he's the starter for four straight years, that's the has key. a shot. That's the key. Because Ty started about uh, several games his freshman year. This one in from Matt Laser Sheep. Triple doubles, obvious, but Eldon Forti rushing mm. for 272. So not even Taysom can do more than that. That's a good one. Coming up, what teams are into Taryn Houck, plus Blaine Fowler on the unobtainable record at BYU. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation is simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation is happening on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Number one, men's volleyball taking on number 14, UC Irvine. Coming up on Saturday in the MPSF quarterfinals, that game, or excuse me, that match getting underway 9 Eastern time on BYU TV with this guy. Yeah, it's going to be fun Saturday. Check it out. If BYU wins that, they'll host the semifinals uh, and final next week. And we'll bring you the games uh, for BYU TV in the tournament as well. But I want to mention, uh, at 3 Eastern time today, the Mountain Pacific Sports Federation Awards will be announced. So heads up on that. Maybe Ben Patch, player of the year. I was going to say, what are you anticipating? I think Ben Patch will be the player of the year and Sean Olmstead will be the coach of the year. Well uh, deserved, if that's what happens. Ben will join us on uh, tomorrow's show. Our Twitter question today, what's the unobtainable BYU sports record? At Derek D. Shelley, three. Does Stockton's assist record count as an unobtainable BYU record? Uh, no. No. No is the clear answer. <laughs> but I like combining those. It's fun. It's fun to think about. At Riley Lewis, eight. Luke Staley's Doak Walker Award never will happen again at BYU. Oh, I, I don't think that that's never going to happen, per se. Yeah, I, I, don't, I think it could happen. I think, I think it could happen. Yeah. Would, likely, hey, tough, right? Maybe, Running back at BYU. Maybe this next year, Jamal Williams. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Snap. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's bring in Blaine Fowler to join the conversation. Uh, Blaine, how's it going, brother? It's good. And somebody will win a Doak Walker Award here again. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. That's not, that's not out of the question. That's not a cra- I mean, there's only been one, but that's not a crazy thing to think yeah. that they could do that. If Taysom Hill is a running back this year, maybe there could be a dope walker oh. award. <laughs> he, could, <laughs> he could do it for sure. <laughs> Let's talk about the unobtainable record. That's been part of our discussion. You were a part of the one that I picked, but what's your opinion? What's the BYU unobtainable I, record? I would agree with you that that one's hard to do just because it's changed so much. The schedule, and when we're talking about, as Jerem said, that 25 wins in a row in football, I just don't know how you do that in today's world with there's more parity in college football first off and then secondly 
BYU doesn't play the schedule we played, and our schedule was much easier. Hey, I'm willing to admit it. And uh, <laughs> you, know, you had you had some games you had to really get up for, and some games you could coast on. And even with that, you've got to be really, really lucky. I think back to that 25 game win streak, and how many games we had that came right down to the wire, and we end up winning them. And some of them are lucky. You have to have a dive over the top of the line of scrimmage and get a quarterback at Hawaii. You got to have a last minute stop against Wyoming. You, you know, so a lot of things have to happen to be undefeated in a season. But to lose your opener, win 11 in a row, and then go undefeated the next season, th- that's why we won a national championship. I don't, I don't think a 13-0 BYU team that doesn't have 11 wins in a row the year before wins a national championship. And so I, I think it was, the, it was a building. We, we stood on the shoulders of what Steve Young and that crew did. And we were all on that team too. But, but what we did that previous year launched us into the next year, and we still weren't ranked high but then we you go beat, unranked th- 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 then we go beat pittsburgh who was ranked and everybody's like oh well heck they won 11 in a row last year and look they're good again even though steve young's gone so just maybe and then we started to move up the polls in the voting days before there was a playoff um back in those days i don't i don't think byu wins with a 13 or no schedule i think they give it to washington or in oklahoma or somebody like that so 25 wins is rare i mean has alabama even done that in recent years I don't know that they have twenty five. I don't think they've gotten up to twelve. Florida State got into the twenties. Yeah, um, it's it's just it's a it's hard to do, and and they play a much tougher schedule now. I just don't know that that's possible. I decided to go with Kyle Collinsworth triple doubles. Do do you think that that's a record that will be broken at some point? There, there. It's going to be a long, long time on that one because he's such a unique skill set. Guys that handle the ball that much and play the point don't rebound that well. You know, he just he's just a ridiculous rebounder and you know I would say he's in the top 3 rebounding guards in the country for the last 4 years well not 4 in a row but from before his mission and after his mission he he's been a 4 year guy so and it took him till his junior and senior year to get on a roll and figure out how he could dominate in all three of those areas and he's so long, he's so physical, he handles the ball so well, he's got such a distribution mindset and he's got such a mindset to go in and attack the glass and get rebounds and he's you know he's an adequate scorer, so he's not a big time scorer. So it's funny that the scoring part of it is the one where well you know he just kind of gets he just kind of gets into uh, ten, twelve, fourteen, and that's good. When he gets triple doubles, it's it's usually not thirty points and ten rebounds and ten assists. It's it's a nice balanced game. He's a very unique talent, and his physical skill set is very unique. And I don't know that you get a guy that plays a point guard that's going to be that good a rebounder for a long time. With his uh, record. We're talking about will anyone in the NCAA ever do that, whereas the other conversations are about will anyone at BYU do that. Yeah. That's what's unique about the triple-double thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. You think about who he passed along the way. Is, so you get Shaq. Shaq. Is there ever going to be as dominant a four? There probably will be at some point, but my heavens, he was dominating in college when he was at LSU. Set the NCAA block yeah. record against he, he BYU was blocking in the NCAA tournament. Twelve and thirteen shots a game, like you couldn't take anything into the key without it getting blocked. And then, of course, he, he would score because he dunked nine times in a game. And then he's going to get every rebound there is on, on the court. And so, man, there's not that many big guys coming out. We look in the NBA, and he may be in terms of physical presence and domination. Has there been anybody ever better in the NBA? No, Yao Ming had a shot, but yeah, and injuries. So, injuries so, it, so he yeah. passed him. He passed Kid who was a phenomenal triple-double kind of guy in the NBA, it's pretty rarefied error that he's in, um, and he's and he blew right by those guys. 
So I think it's going to be a long time before the guy has that kind of skill set to do it in the NCAA as well. And then play in an offense where they ask him to do so much, where they say, listen, we want you to have the ball in your hand every single solitary time. You're going to be the distributor. Oh, and by the way, as a point guard, we want you to go to the offensive glass. We'll rotate other guys back. We want you to defensive rebound, and we'll play it down on the, on the, on the front line defensively sometimes. And so just that unique – the amount of time he played to get good, his skill set and the way Dave Rose used him, I don't know that that comes around for a long time, not just at BYU but in the NCAA. Since we're talking about college basketball, I'm curious your reaction to the news yesterday. We saw a report from Jeff Goodman about uh, Jake Toulson. Uh, We here at BYU Sports Nation have been able to confirm the report that Toulson is transferring. What's your reaction to that? I'm a little disappointed, but I'm not surprised. Knowing Jake and the struggles that he's had with his health, um, but... uh, he, he's. He, I felt like he was a guy that had he been able to develop was somebody that could have really contributed because he's got good length out on the perimeter at six five. He can guard big guys, um, and he's just such a confident scorer um, out there. And he brings you a guy that you know had he been able to play over the last couple of years and get kind of in a groove, a really dangerous weapon that would have been a nice augment to. Nick Emery driving into the key and kicking it out, and the and and, and Hawes being able to do that. Another guy on the perimeter. Another guy in transition that can spot up. So it hurts BYU having one less weapon. But in games, I think they're fine. I think they're okay with four scholarship you know, uh, guards right now in games. It hurts you a lot in practice because mm. BYU likes to play a lot of three-guard offenses. And if you're going in practice and you're playing against a team that runs a lot of three guards or point and two wings, now how do you simulate in, that in practice with really, really high-quality player so it hurts you in practice and it hurts you sometimes when you want to play small and you've got foul trouble uh, so it hurts um, but I BYU's got enough quality shooters and they've got big guys that are quality shooters coming back that I don't think will will notice it a big you know a big deal it won't be as big a deal in games yeah last year the year of the backup transfer for BYU Corey Calvert Cooper Ainge uh, now Jake Toulson you, you mentioned the four BYU played with only five scholarship guards yeah. this year but Two were seniors, uh, Kyle Collins with Chase Fisher. Next year, they're all freshmen or sophomores. That, to me, is maybe a bit of a concern that all four of those, although talented, very young. Yeah, amazingly talented. And Elijah Bryant is an experienced guy. So he's going to be new, but he's experienced. And then Nick Emery, yeah, he's young, but... The seasoned vet among yeah, those he four, plays right? Like, he played like a junior last year, so he'll play like a senior this year. And, and, and you guys watched very closely, as I did, uh, Hawes in high school. He is a very composed player. He plays with just a lot of court sense and moxie. And I, I, from the time he was a sophomore in high school, I'm going, man, this guy's way beyond his years. Now he's gone out on a mission, so he's gotten some maturity in those areas. I think he comes back and he's like Emery. He just he does he won't seem like a freshman at all, um, and now BYU as good as those guards are now all of a sudden we're talking about but this is going to be a front line oriented team anyhow, I mean it, it, they really have the possibility with Mika coming back and people don't know that much about Dastrip but as good as he is the ability to go inside and outside Dastrip's a really really good shooter a perimeter shooter so now all of a sudden BYU is probably more balanced next year than they've been. I, I said all along, I said it two years ago, I said it all during this year, and I'm still saying it, that last year was a transition year, and they won 20-plus games again. How good a coaching job is that by Dave Rose? And, and this is when it starts to really go. 
And I would not be surprised to see this team win and advance in the NCAA tournament, and then that sets the table for the next year and the next year when I think they just – they're going to be on the national scene this year. They have that much talent. They're, they have that good a coaching staff, and then they take a step forward. And then how about two years from now, let's play in the Final Four. How does that sound? Woo, I, sounds, I don't want to say it out loud. Sounds good. I want, I, want to, I want to beat Gonzaga in Vegas first. Yeah, let's That's do what that. I, you got to do let's that Let's do first. that. <laughs> I want to ask you a, a, another football question. We, we're going to have Taryn Houck actually in studio coming up in our next segment. And with the NFL draft coming up, you know, obviously there's a lot of focus on these guys trying to make it to the next level. Taking Bronson Kafusi off the table because he's the obvious answer is BYU's best prospect. Who's the next best NFL prospect on the BYU roster that's available to be drafted? Yeah, I mean, I... Bronson's the obvious guy. And, and, and so you're taking him off. But one, just one comment about Bronson... He's not even close to how good he's going to be yet hmm. because he played in a 3-4, which really played out of position. They tried to play him at linebacker because it wasn't a 4-3. He was born to be a 4-3 end, and now he's going to get a chance to do that. So not only does he got the most opportunity right away, but he has a potential to be really good in the NFL for a long time if he can stay healthy. So I just want to make sure, <laughs> I make sure we want to – I'm so excited to see him play in a 4-3. And to I be able to go to the right yeah. place for him. So then, oh man, that that's hard because I think that the best prospects that BYU have after Bronson are probably all underclassmen right now. This wasn't a class full of of NFL guys. I think Taron has a shot because I think he can. I just saw him in the gym the other day. He's getting bigger. He's adding mass. He can be a big inside receiver. Heck, he could put on weight and play tight end if he wanted to. He's got a great. You know, he's got great hands. Um, it, it it's hard to say. I I think that I think that um, Matthews, Matthews has an opportunity because of his length and because of the way that he ran in the in this pro day here. I think that opened up a lot of eyes. I think people are going, oh wait a minute, we watched him. We didn't realize that he could run in the four four. So I think there's going to be people that are going to go. He certainly will get a shot. And if that speed that he showed in pro day can now go out on the field, and he can come out of breaks at four four speed, and he can separate from people at that kind of speed. Then, then he's got a really good shot because we've seen a lot of big receivers make it in the NFL in recent years. So, so he's probably the one with what he showed in pro day. He's probably he's probably the next the next guy. But I look beyond that and I look at what BYU has right now. They've got three linebackers that'll probably start next year that are all NFL guys. Yeah, that's you know I think Francis Bernard in spring ball. I'm watching him every spring ball and I'm just going, wow, yikes! This guy is really really talented and he's just barely playing that position. He could develop into an NFL guy. And then Warner, I think, as he gets bigger and stronger, it, it can be an NFL guy. And then Harvey Lange just looks like an NFL guy already. And he's going to develop. He's new in that position. So I'm watching them when they line up on a 4-3 and those three guys there, I'm going, wow, when's the last time we said, hey, all of BYU starting linebackers might be NFL guys? 2012. Yeah. When all of those guys made it yeah. at some point, and, right? And when you're going to play a 4-3, if you got that behind that, that front and BYU's going to get better in the front, I'm getting really excited about – this defense over the next couple of years, and uh, I was I was standing next to Brian Keel, and he and I were looking through the talent on this team, and uh, I said, "Hey, I'm just looking at those linebackers. Am I out of my mind? You know what it takes." And he goes, "Oh no, all three of those guys have the skill set to play in the NFL." So that's kind of exciting. There you go. That's way exciting, and the countdown continues to September 3rd, Blaine. Yes. Countdown to the Wildcats. It depends on the day. I, I'm kind of moody. It's about weird it. to have him joining in on this. Yeah. I, it, I it throws me off. I'm all just so you know, and I've stated this. I'm all for it. I I believe in it. Pro countdown. Yeah, I, well, I believe in it. I'm more into it because men's basketball season ended. 
Oh, so you, there's this just was, less going this on. This was just about yeah. looking too far ahead when you had something else to focus on. Yes, it's like saying well, then, final should, fourth of men's basketball team. I'm like, wait, should we <laughs> not we calm down? Should we not be focusing on? Um, a rugby national championship right now, then, and this baseball could, team the maybe baseball going to the college team. world there was series. Much, yes, and, there was a lot going on, but one forty-two. It is what it is. Okay, it's a long, okay. it's a long summer, man. Uh, it's not even summer; it's spring. We still have a whole. <laughs> we have spring to get through. Blaine, we appreciate the time. Great insight. Good to be with you guys. Thanks a lot. Hey, coming up, what's the unobtainable BYU sports record? Keep the tweets coming using the hashtag BYUSN. Which NFL teams are showing interest in this guy, Taron Houck? joins us next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard in Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio and BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Number 21 baseball on the road today, beginning a three-game series at St. Mary's. You can check it out on BYU Radio and the W.TV at 6 Eastern time. A little earlier, so check that out. Huge matchup uh, for the Cougars against St. Mary's, who are number 51 in the RPI. Do you know why it's an early game? Why is it an early game? Because they have no lights. At St. Mary's, so they, pl- they, they always play day games. Ain't got no lights. Matthew Delavadova, donate some of that Cav money, man. Let's go, bro. <laughs> Let's reset today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. 21st-ranked baseball, as mentioned, 6 Eastern time tonight against St. Mary's. Great pitching matchup. Uh, Rucker on the mound. Michael Rucker on the mound for the Cougars. He's 7-0. And D1Baseball.com says the Cougars are a projected two-seed in the NCAA tournament playing in the Lubbock Regional. What happened? One day. They were, yesterday they yeah, were one yeah, seed, what? today they were two seed. I, I thought Kendall it. Rogers would uh, hook it up. I Come guess it now. wasn't just him writing this Apparently time. not. Kyle Collinsworth playing in the Portsmouth Invitational today. His team is the K&D Rounds, and the game will tip off at 7 Eastern, and you can actually check it out on ESPN3. BYU Sports Nation has confirmed that guard Jake Toulson will transfer from the men's basketball team. Toulson played in 10 games this past season for the Cougars before taking a leave of absence from the team. Yeah, we'll, we'll obviously uh, talk about this uh, on future shows, maybe even tomorrow, so we'll get into that. Also, softball gets an in-state victory last night, beating Utah State 4-1. to Standout pitcher McKenna Bull tallied 11 strikeouts in the victory. Now joining us is graduating senior and NFL prospect Taryn Houck for the first time in Studio B. Welcome to Studio B, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Sorry we haven't had you uh, earlier in the now, but uh, what's life like for you as you get ready for the NFL uh, uh, draft and hopefully a signing? It's crazy, man. Uh, it's weird not going to football every day, but uh, I don't know. You just wake up, you go train, you eat, train some more, go sleep, do it again. It's just nonstop training, nonstop uh trying to get ready for the nfl is it starting to feel like a job now no definitely it's uh it's kind of where it's just monotonous just constant like you have to eat right you have to wake up like at the right time everything you just have to map out and have scheduled or you're not going to get there this is something that fascinates me what what is your your eating regimen like like when do you eat and what do you eat this this stuff fascinates me this is captain nutrition right here well but it's it's not just that i'm just amazed at the number of times that you need to eat and what you need so so go through like a like the first part of your day what what's what's the eating like so it's crazy i didn't know this but you have a resting metabolic uh or not is it it's a you have a Resting metabolic rate, I think of, I think it's 30, I have one of 3,300 calories. So in order to even gain weight, I have to eat more than 3,300 calories in a day. And that's without burning, <laughs> that's without burning any calories from yeah. a workout. So I usually burn within, I think it's 1,600 to 2,000 calories a day. 
It's like I have to so eat five thousand. Yes, I have to eat to that much weight. just to gain weight. <laughs> and so you're trying only, to gain weight. Yes, I'm trying to get up to two forty. And for the longest time, like when I was in college, I was wondering, okay, how come I'm not gaining weight? And then then now you know you weren't yeah. eating enough. It, it's crazy how much you have to eat. But you're right; you have to wake up and you have to eat um, not only breakfast but like a little snack in between your uh, weightlifting. So then you work out, then you have to eat protein, then you have to eat a meal or. Not necessarily a meal, but like a snack of like a sandwich or something like that. Then you have to actually eat lunch, which is a big lunch. And then in between lunch and dinner, you have to eat at least two more snacks. Then you have a big dinner. And then right before you go to bed, you drink another protein shake and a little snack. It's just So you're consuming something roughly every two hours. Yes, if not every hour. <laughs> you're, like when I first got back, my roommate was just like, bro, why are you always eating? Because <laughs> I would always have either an apple in my hand or a banana or a sandwich, and he'd be like, you're going to get fat. I'm like, bro, you don't get it. I have to eat this stuff. <laughs> I have to. What's a grocery bill like? No. Oh, it's it's crazy. It's I think it's like 200 in a month just on groceries, and it's like I still run out. You know, you just, yeah. you just constantly are eating, but uh, that's just on groceries. That's not like actually. Oh, you want to go eat somewhere? Yeah, let's right. Go. Yeah, yeah. That's like the bare minimum, not yes, the fun, minimum. the fun eating. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Taryn Hauk is in studio on BYU Sports Nation. Um, are you graduating this month, or have you put off? That I already off? graduated. You already graduated. Yeah. So I was done in December, and I wanted to walk, but then sure enough, I have a workout at the same time with. The, I'm going to Seattle. That's my so. team. And and that's the local team from yeah. where you're from yeah. as well. Yeah, Are you a Seahawks fan. Yes, uh, that a baby big Seahawks fan. Yeah, my yeah. family freaked out when I told them. <laughs> that's very cool. No, and yeah, uh, really cool. what what's that going to be like to work out for the team you grew up liking? That's probably like I don't know. Probably what every Utah kid feels like when they get to play for either the U or BYU. You know, growing just up, just BYU. You, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> yeah. I know I work out with them well, now, that, but yeah. um, no, this is like. The biggest dream come true ever. Um, you watch the Seahawks all the time. You watch Russell Wilson, and these are guys that you look up to. Then all of a sudden now, it's like these could be your teammates. These aren't guys you look up to anymore. These are like your level playing field. And so just to be able to even go work out there and to just be in their facilities and meet their coaches, meet the GM, like it's like a surreal feeling, but then it's also just really cool to say that you can do that. Besides Seattle, and I know, and you can always take these with a grain of salt because you know the reports coming out all the time. I, I think I read that the Browns uh, had some interest in you. What teams have shown the most interest in you? You know, there's, I mean, my agent Evan, he tells me and keeps me updated a lot. So there's um, the Browns, and then he talks to me about the Vikings, about the the Cowboys, about the Raiders, and. You know, you have to take it with a grain of salt because you don't know actually what these teams are saying about you. You just want to keep an open mind and be ready if and when they call you. But, yeah, there's just a couple teams to name. And then I know other ones that were interested. But, you know, things change, stuff happens, and come draft day we'll find out what, where the team actually wants me. What's that like emotionally for you as you are, are trying to, you know, uh, get a job essentially mm-hmm. uh, in the NFL? Well, it's nothing I'm not new to, I guess, because coming to BYU, I didn't even think I was going to play Division One football. And it wasn't until I think it was like three months after signing day that BYU called me and was just like, hey, if you want to come play for us, we have a scholarship for you. So it's it's kind of a waiting game, you know, not knowing where you're going to be or what you're going to do for a job. It's kind of scary, but then at the same time, it's so exciting to, to think that like you could play football somewhere. Were you pleased with – 
how you did at BYU's Pro Day? And then maybe a follow-up to that, what was the feedback that you got from the NFL personnel after that? No, it was great. I felt like I did really good at the Pro Day. The only thing that I knew that I wasn't too proud of, I guess, was my 40. And that's something that you know I've always struggled with in college and high school and now at the pro level. But um, working now with John Madsen and working in Salt Lake with him, we have a really good speed guy, and he's helped me a lot already. Like the first day, he's already cut off time. And so I don't know if it was just nerves or whatever it was, but um, I know for sure that I, I'm going to do better at uh, Seattle. And what, what was the feedback that you've received so far from scouts? What are they wanting you to work on? What are they like? What are they hoping that you can do better at? What, what, what are they saying to you? Well, like Mitch, you can't teach size. And so I think that's something that has really helped me is my big body, my size, and my ability to go and catch the ball. Um, definitely the things I need to work on are my short change, my, uh, my um, lateral movement, like change of speed. So things like the 40, the jumps, all those things are things that um, I can work on and then display. Um, you know, they like the fact that um, I'm willing to block and I'm willing to be nasty and go in there and actually be physical. Um, but, yeah, the biggest thing is just they want to they know if I can, you know, separate in and out of those breaks and actually have that change of speed needed in the NFL. Because once you get there, it's crazy. All those guys are elite. I remember I met uh, Aki Talib of the of the Broncos when I was training, and I did not believe that that guy was a cornerback. Like, he <laughs> looks huge, and I'm like, that's the kind of guys that I have to go against now. So it's like you have to be at your very best in order to compete at that level. How much did you guys work on that last year? Because that is kind of a topic of conversation mm-hmm. with a guy like Mitch Matthews who's unbelievably skilled, mm-hmm. incredible stats, but at the next level, like you said, it, it is a little harder to get some separation. Mm-hmm. It's like you, you're talking about like at BYU? L- like last season, the last couple uh-huh. of years, how, how much was that something you actually worked on? So it's, it's something you work on, but it's something that you can't really translate until you get to that next level. Because you go against guys like Miles Jack. I mean, that would be probably the closest comparison I can think of. Or um, Jabril Peppers at um, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Like, those one-on-one matchups, those are things that you have to, like, win on. And so when we went against Michigan and we went against um, uh, UCLA and teams like Utah who have all NFL-caliber type of safeties, linebackers, and corners, it's about winning those one-on-one matchups and really working your um, technique. Because you know that if you succeed against those guys – and you probably have a good shot in the NFL. Taryn Houck uh, joining us in Studio B. We wish you uh, the best of luck with yes. everything that's going to happen. We want you to sign the uh, the flag in here, if you would. Oh, yeah, and then we'll course. give you some BYU Sports Nation karma awesome. for your workouts. Oh, yeah. So good luck. We appreciate coming in, man. Well. Thanks for having me for the first time. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Two weeks from today, NFL draft begins. Uh, we'll do it again soon, Taryn. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, guys. Okay. Appreciate it. Uh, if if he's not drafted, hopefully sign with the team and then go from there. Hopefully it's the Seahawks, my Seahawks, <laughs> hey, your Seahawks. The Chiefs are looking that. That's Chiefs my team. Chiefs guy so. right here. Chiefs. Absolutely. Hey, coming up, it's a game day for Kyle Collinsworth and the baseball team. But first, Andre Gorechkov from the men's tennis team joins us in studio. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard live from Studio B. Remember, if you miss an episode of BYU Sports Nation Live, no worries. 
6 Eastern time is the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV. Number one men's volleyball taking on number 14 UC Irvine in the MPSF quarterfinals on Saturday. That will get underway at 9 Eastern time, and you can see it on BYU TV. Our Twitter question today, what is the unobtainable... BYU Sports Record. Use the hashtag BYUSN at CrazyCookFanatic. Is it too sarcastic to answer 1-0 versus the Utes in football? Come on, man! Why you got to bring us down? Come on, Pat! <laughs> Bringing the energy down. Stop throwing out facts. That's Yeah, that's funny. Use the hashtag BYUSN. <laughs> Don't ruin things by bringing up I was the fe- facts. I was feeling so good about my life. Yeah, okay. Let's introduce our next guest. He's the only senior on the men's tennis team. They're ranked 61st in the country. Senior day tomorrow. His name's Andre Goryechkov. Did I say that okay? Absolutely. Uh, awesome. Uh, you're from Russia. Yep. Uh, only senior on the team. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Uh, big game against or uh, match against Pepperdine. What, how did you find BYU from St. Petersburg? Uh, I always wanted to come to America and get a good education, and uh, I I found out that I can come here and get a good scholarship and play for the team, and I sent my resume for a couple coaches, and Coach Pierce emailed me back, and I, I started talking to him, and I really like BYU, and I decided to come here. All right, here's what I want to know. You're coming from a very cold climate. Utah can be very cold. Which is colder, Russia or Utah? Uh, I'm from not a very cold area. I'm from St. Petersburg, so it's pretty similar. I mean, it, it could be colder, but it's not too bad. It wasn't. So there was not a, a huge adjustment. It wasn't a huge adjustment. Yeah, you're right. I like I like you, Andre, already because you're in like game mode right now. Yeah. Like you got the hat on backwards. <laughs> you're ready, like we just need to give you a racket, and you can. Yeah, play I right just now, finished right? my practice recently. Oh, just, there you go. Yeah, that's. That's perfect. That's yeah. perfect. Let's talk about that. Tomorrow, the final home uh, match for BYU against Pepperdine. You're the only senior, so it's all about you tomorrow, right? Yeah. I, I'm really excited about that. At the same time, it's, it's, it's really sad for me, but I'm looking forward for this game, and I'm really excited to play tomorrow. What will you remember about your time at BYU? Uh, I remember a lot of things. I like our practices. Uh, I like Coach Pierce uh, and... Uh, I, I pretty much like everything here. I, I enjoy being here, and it was great four years for me. If you're local, it's at 1 p.m. Mountain Time uh, at the outdoor courts, I assume? No, it's going to be indoors. It's going to be indoors yeah. since the weather's bad this yeah. weekend. I think it's yeah. raining right now, so good call. 16-6 and six in singles play, 12-8 and eight in doubles. How have you been so successful this season? Uh, I think we had a really good fall, fall semester. We, we played a lot of tennis, and uh, we managed things really well. We spend a lot of time on court and off court, and um, I think everybody is doing well, and we have a lot of things to accomplish, and I'm really excited. We have three more games in West Coast Conference Championship, and I think we have a really good chance to qualify for NCAAs. For you personally, how how is this season gone? I think you're what twelve and five in singles, eleven and seven in doubles. How would when you look at this year specifically, do, do you like the way you've played so far this year? Uh, I had some really good matches this year, but some of the matches were not that good. But we have three more conference matches, and I'm still undefeated in conference in singles. And uh, I'm looking forward to keep my record perfect. And I think I really I have a really good chance. Andre Goryechchov, the only senior on the men's tennis team, is in Studio B on BYU Sports Nation. Now it's a well-known fact that there's free pizza. The yep. men's tennis free pizza. <laughs> matches, yeah, that's, right? That's, that's, Do you get any of the free pizza? Uh, not really. 
I don't. You're really busy like playing tennis. Yeah, I'm really busy. I play doubles and singles straight after, and I I don't really have time to get free pizza. <laughs> Sometimes I really want to get free pizza, but, <laughs> but it's, pizza. It's, it's all gone. Compliance I mean. is like, now wait, you might need to pay for that. Yeah. <laughs> so finals? Are you done with finals? Do you, how many finals do you have? Uh, I have four finals. What, so what's still left for you? So what classes? Yeah, like, yeah. What classes? Uh, I'm majoring in political science, so uh, two political science classes and one geography and one religion class. How do you manage all that with uh, you know the last three uh, matches of the season? It, it's pretty tough, but our coach was willing to cooperate with us, so he gave us some time free. And yeah, it's it, it, it's tough, but it's really an excited moment for me. What are your plans? Once your your college career is over, are you looking to stay in the United States? Are you going back to Russia? Have you even thought about that at this point? I thought about it, and uh, uh, even though I, I will not be in a team anymore, but I have another semester because I came in January 2013, and uh, I'll probably stay here for the fall semester. Uh, I haven't really decided yet. I'll probably try to play a couple, couple tennis events, and we'll see how it goes, and yeah. If you had to play another sport at, at BYU, what sport would you want to play? Uh, probably soccer or ice hockey. Mm-hmm. Oh. Not football? <laughs> <laughs> Not football. Yeah. Who's your favorite tennis player, by the way? My favorite tennis player is Marat Safin. Okay. Yeah, we don't know who that is. But we, we, you do? I know the name. Oh, I, don't, I don't know. I'm sorry. Don't, you don't love me sh- into this. <laughs> <laughs> I should know. Yeah, exactly. What, what's it like to play for Brad Pierce, who was a guy who – who made it really deep into Wimbledon back when he played played at UCLA, I believe. Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely fantastic, and he's a really good coach, and uh, yeah, I really like uh, that he's always uh, trying to help us, not only on court, but off court. And, uh, yeah, he, he's, a, he's a great coach, and he's a great competitor as well. And I like being a part of the team. Yeah. Well, awesome. It's been great to have you in here. I don't think we've had a Russian sign our flag. Yeah. You mind being the first? Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. Uh, Andre... Gorechkov. Hopefully yeah, yeah. I'm saying that correctly. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, thank you. That's that's the biggest compliment okay. I've had all day. That's great. We appreciate you coming into uh, Studio B, and we, we're giving you uh, good vibes, karma, BYU Sports Nation yeah, karma. Thank for you tomorrow. very much. Thanks for the invitation. So good thank luck. You. Yeah, go ahead and sign it if thank you want. You. 1 p.m. local time tomorrow, 3 Eastern. If you want to check out BYU Men's Tennis, I believe they stream those on YouTube as well. Uh, so follow uh, the BYU Men's Tennis team on Twitter. Check it out. Senior day tomorrow. Coming up, Kyle Collinsworth is on the East Coast. Baseball's on the road. And the Cougars in the PGA. It's all in the Cougar Whip Round coming up on BYU Sports Nation. I'm Marat Safin. Come on. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't know who it was. <laughs> I know that's who my, that is. That's my bad. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Baseball. Fine. I thought all of Russia was cold. The 21st ranked <laughs> BYU baseball team plays a big series at St. Mary's. The first of three games starts tonight at 6 Eastern on BYU Radio and the W.TV. Also, D1Baseball.com says the Cougars are a projected two seed playing in the Lubbock Regional. Men's basketball. Kyle Collinsworth will play at the 64th Portsmouth Invitational today. He plays for K&D Rounds. That's the name of the team. Tip-offs at 7 Eastern on ESPN3. Also, BYU Sports Nation has confirmed that BYU guard Jake Toulson will transfer from the men's basketball team. Toulson played in 10 games this season for the Cougars before taking a leave of absence. Softball. Softball got the in-state home victory last night, defeating Utah State 4-1 at Gail Miller Field. Standout pitcher McKenna Bull tallied 11 strikeouts in the victory. Cougars in the PGA. 
Daniel Summerhays, Mike Weir, and Zach Blair are all in action today at the RBC Heritage in the Hilton Head Island in South Carolina. All are currently tied for 33rd at even par amazingly. Summerhays is through 15. Blair and Weir are just underway. Track and Phil. The men's and women's track team begin competition at the Mount Sac Relays today. The events will go through Saturday in Walnut, California. Coming up tomorrow, Ben Patch, maybe the MPSF Player of the Year. We'll find out in about two hours on that, so hang out with us on Twitter to get the latest info. Today's Rise and Shout is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Andre Goryechkov gets it from me. I can't imagine what it'd be like to do an interview in another language. That'd be, that'd be tough. And he was a champ. And I can't because I don't speak another language at all. <laughs> so you have no idea. I have zero idea how to do anything other than English. <laughs> it would be really hard. <laughs> but you knew that Russian tennis player's name, so congratulations. Yes. Our uh, Twitter question Marat today, what, what's the... Yeah, that guy. What's the unobtainable BYU sports record? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Let's get to some tweets. You've got tweets. Yes, we do. At Melocopter, driest campus in the country, 1,000 years in a row. That's that it. That is the winner. That's it. You dropped the mic on that one. Well, apparently we have a better one because we have a different elite tweet of the day, which we'll get to in a moment. Ooh. At OB underscore Y underscore Kenobi. Now that we are scheduling in teams we are, I would have to say Max Hall's three-year win-loss record. 32 wins. That's going to be tough to come by with these schedules. I think I speak for every BYU fan when I say... I hope it is broken. Yes. that would be nice to go through that. Yes. For a three-year period. Spre- uh, yeah. I'll take eight this year. Let's go from that. At MCRA, or MCRA88. Danny ain't scoring in double digits in 112 consecutive games. No other players come close. I, I hadn't even thought of that one. That one is nuts. 112 straight in row, games like no in off double nights. figures. Like no off nights. That's unbelievable. Do you think Nick Emery could... Be a guy that could set that kind of record. He had a good streak earlier this year, but it's not. I think still Nick going. Emery is going to be in play for a lot of records at BYU. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, the record of getting past the Elite Eight as well. Our Elite Tweet of the Day is this at BYU State of Sport. That eagle gets me every time. It's got to be the BYU foul leader, Nate Austin. No one will touch that Ooh, record. Touch. I get it. I, I like it. it. I, get I it. like it. Hey, thanks to our guests today, Blaine Fowler, Taryn Houck, uh, Andre Koryechkov, everybody on the crew. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Don't forget to use the hashtag BYUSN. The show's on demand on BYUSN.com, the audio pod- podcast on iTunes, and the TuneIn app. For Jason, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Jaron Dabney. Remember that guy? Nice job. BYU Sports Nation, back at it tomorrow, noon Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. See ya!